This is Sharon Steitler, the bird chick, and I am here with non-birding Bill. Yes, you are. And it is our goal to podcast and kind of talk about birds. Sure. And it's winter, so we have reached peak owl drama. Is it winter? Is it? It's raining outside. I don't know if that counts as winter in Minnesota. Well, you know, there's this whole controversial thing I'm not supposed to talk about called climate change that uh, isn't really happening, but is. Sure. No, you can't. No, it's... It is completely, absolutely happening, but you cannot observe it at all in your normal everyday life. And, so. and yeah, every, so all these extreme things that are happening with weather, you uh-huh. know, yeah. The fact that I haven't been able to do a snowshoe program in February for three years in a row. <laughs> that's just... We're going to get so many people mad at us. Why? Because we're simultaneously denying climate change and denying... That you that climate change doesn't exist. I'm it's not. Like, I'm not saying really, it doesn't exist. I'm just saying really I just painted ourselves into a corner here. <laughs> because if there's one thing that climate change, the people who believe in climate change believe, it's that just because it's warm, it's not climate change. Boy, how do you, do they love pointing that out? <laughs> you know, extreme weather, having things like um, skunk cabbage start to bloom sure. in February, Minnesota. Yeah. That's a little weird. It is kind of weird. Having, but no... it's not climate change because you can observe it. Well... <laughs> All right. Okay. Enough of that. Anyway, let's, uh, let's anyway, get to the climate change is happening. Yeah, we're not having kids, so it doesn't matter to us. Sure. Screw the rest of you and your your generations going forward. But anyway, uh, man, this podcast got off to a rough start. Yeah. Well, it's been a rough week. Okay, well, let's talk about something happy, because we're going to get into some owl drama. How many legs does the dog have left at the end of this story? (laughs) Stop making me laugh. I'm taking aerial classes, and apparently it's working something called my core, and it hurts when I laugh or cough. (laughs) Sure. Anyway, so um, because it's been so warm, like 50 to 60 degrees in Minnesota in Mm -hmm. February, and I absolutely love bike riding, both for the health benefits and just because it is something I enjoy doing. Uh, I was riding my bike yesterday, and okay. and as I was riding my bike, I was listening to movie soundtracks because it makes my bike ride seem ten times more dramatic than it does. And if I'm not, sure. so I was listening to um, one of the newer Star Wars movies, Force Awakens. Yes, I was listening to that part where Rey is at the end of the movie and she's climbing the stairs on that really controversial bird rookery in Ireland sure. that. You know, everybody. No, that was another planet, Sharon. They actually flew to another <laughs> planet to shoot that scene. <laughs> Stop making Star Wars is real. Stop, that hurts. So, uh, so I'm listening to that, and, and and we're going to play 30 seconds of it because if we play 30 seconds of it, then we don't get in trouble. So, sure. so here we go. Let's, Let's play a little bit of it. We can talk right. over it. How about that? So, I'm listening to this, and I'm biking along, mm-hmm. and as I'm biking along, I look over, and I'm like, wow. That's a lot of poop. That's a lot of pellets. And I'm thinking to myself, that's got to be a saw-wet roost right there, just based on the winter timing, given where it is. And I see, like, a couple of other roosts, so I start going there to collect the pellets. And Mm -hmm. I get to one spot that's really pellet-heavy, and I start picking them up. And I look, and about a foot ahead over my head, at this point in the music, is an eastern screech owl. (laughs) sitting in a robin's nest looking very angrily at me and so uh i um 
I back, I say, oh shit, and back away really quickly. So yeah. I'm sure the bird felt incredibly badass. And then it's like, oh, but I need to get a picture. So I kind of like, I'm squatting on the ground and I'm just, and I zoomed in on my iPhone sure. and got this really craptastic picture. Did you, did you take a pellet and hold it out to it dramatically and stare with big, sad, watery eyes? Now, As the bird flipped back its hood. I've come to think of it, Mark Hamill actually does kind of look like an owl. Yeah, he does nowadays. kind of have that whiskery, yeah, screech he's got, owl like, look. Big eyes and a bunch of like furry hair all around him and stuff. Give him his pellet and sure. say, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry everybody's causing you drama this sure. winter. So, so yeah, so that was the moment I had with, with perfect music yesterday and... It was just—it was just a beautiful you, moment. You showed me this owl. It is very. I did. You are the only person I've shown this owl yeah. because I know you don't care. And I do we'll, care. Well, you won't tell anybody. No, no. I haven't. I won't. I can't. I, I'll put it in eBird like six sure. months from now. Mm-hmm. But right now, I can't put it in. There's owl. It is a teeny. This owl is roosting about five and a half, six feet off the ground, and it's also roosting in such a manner and in such a way where it's on a trail. No, you'd never see this bird in a hundred million. Unless years. you were just biking along and you're like, "Wow, that's a lot of poop." Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot you, of pellets. Unless you knew what the poop looked like, like there's an absolutely like I had to get down on my knees to see this. So when like, I walked yeah. you over there mm-hmm. and I showed you like this yeah. is the poop that that did, wouldn't have registered to you that there's an owl. Hanging no, I mean out there. like sometimes on the few occasions when I do go out walking in nature, like if I'm looking down on the ground, I'll see like splashes of stuff and all. And if I see, um, you've trained me. That if I see right next to a tree a lot of splashes of poop, that means that a bird is either nesting or roosting yeah. there. So I'll kind of like gaze up there. I don't think I've ever seen an owl that I haven't pointed out. To you. I, unless <laughs> unless it unless it literally like flew yeah. while I was having to be looking in that direction. But I know that. But I think I've sent you pictures of stuff. It's like, oh, hey, I found a pellet, or like, there's a yeah. bunch of poop. Here. Yeah. But no, I mean, owl pellet or owl poop is always obvious to me. Raptor poop is, and I think it's just from my time at the Raptor Center sure. at the University of Minnesota. Is that it? It's just really chalky and thick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all loosey goosey like some sure. other bird poop is. And then you know, you couple that with a bunch of pellets, and then if it yeah. has a lot of bones, then it's, and then it's you're, definitely you know, owl you're, well, I guess it's under a tree, but so you'll see it in the winter when there's a snow. If the is like yeah. not covering it, well, the other so much rain, yeah. The other owl place that I've been watching, you could see the poop on top of the snow. Oh, the bird wow, was really? hanging out there, really? yeah. But no, I so I was like texting my friends, like, oh, I found a screech owl, and, and then I took a picture of all the pellets, mm-hmm. so to my mm-hmm. Pokemon girls group, and I was like, look at all the pellets, yeah. and I grabbed them, and and one was like, oh, will you please, please, please save a pellet for me? Uh-huh. And and sometimes we have craft night, sure. and so I was like, next craft night, I will bring pellets for all of us. We can dissect yeah. the owl. Now, pellets. I mean, you sent me a picture, and I figured. You know, it was just a blurry sort of blob. So, oh, this must be an owl because Sharon's super excited. And like, I even I today in like the middle of the day tried to take a picture of it with my iPhone 7s, getting as safe as I felt. You know, yeah, to not frighten the bird. I yeah, we kept a good distance. We kept a good distance. But it was just, it's still just like a blob. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even trying to keep a distance with my spotting scope to get a picture of it. Um, yeah, it picked a good it's, spot. It picked a good spot because you have pretty much have to be flat on the ground and kind of see it. You mm-hmm. have to be under the branch almost to see it. And that's why, like, when I was, like, looking at the poop, I didn't realize how close I was. Because I figured there were several roosting spots. And so when I was, like, looking at the one poop and I just sure. looked straight up, and I was like, oh, shit, you're, like, two feet from my head. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it's also the crazy thing is it's sitting in an old robin's nest. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, look at you sitting in a nest. And you're supposed to be a cavity nester. You're just adorable. Had the, had the classic Coleman stove and, like, the little leather arm. <laughs> that was sitting in reading its newspaper smoking a pipe yep smoking a pipe listening to an old-timey radio show 
But no, just owls are so cool. And yet owls cause so much drama. So All right, what news do we have? Well, we have owl drama in the news. Uh, So it's winter. Mm -hmm. We're anxiously awaiting the arrival of spring, and birders have nothing to do but be on the internet and be angry. Sure. So uh, people are angry because it is that special time of year when people start uh, seeing owls, like great gray owls and snowy Mm -hmm. owls, and baiting them. And so the big debate has come up on whether or not we should be baiting owls. Because we're having quite a few great gray owls show up in Minnesota. There's apparently a bit of a great gray owl eruption, I think, happening in Montreal. And uh, as some people who want to get pictures of birds are wont to do, they, uh, they take live mice up with them. Right. And now there's even a group of photographers who are breeding deer mice. So that way, if the mouse is in the photo, uh, you can't. You can be like, "Oh, well, that's a wild mouse." Clearly, it doesn't look like yeah. a house mouse. I'm basically my problem with this is if people have, and I, this is sort of a weird thing. It's like if they have the mice on a mouse on a string, so they can yank it away, and then the bird oh, gets yeah. exposed and doesn't get to eat the mouse. And I guess that's sort of weird that I'm okay with the bird eating a mouse that's been put out there. It's, 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 it's a very it's it's a messy issue. It's it's messy. I have an issue with photographers that try to pull off like I spent all this hours yeah, out I know. here I and it's like a, you yeah. toss some mice. That's basically me going to Minnesota Valley's bird feeders and getting a picture of a pileated woodpecker that happens to be on the branch next to the feeders and be like, I spent so much time sure. trying to get this woodpecker. Yeah. Sure, I probably spent like a whole fifteen that's, minutes. I mean, that, and so that's you know, and that's sort of a ambiguous issue and one of the things I love about our relationship is you've exposed me to the idea of the the knowledge of wildlife photographers who are taking photos of animals that are in a habitat of some sort as if they are wild animals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's yeah yeah but I mean people are just saying no you absolutely shouldn't bait owls at all this is terrible and I agree that you know In some ways, it it cheapens the experience. We don't know Mm -hmm. enough about the effect on it. But there are articles that are coming out saying, no, this is detrimental to the owl because X. I'm like, it's kind of like tape calls. We really don't have a lot of study on this to know whether or not. And then I get biologists yelling at me that they're apex predators and predators are more sensitive. And I'm like, yeah, tell that to the chicken farmer that has the bald eagles, you know, (laughs) eating his chickens right now. But it's it's controversial. You know what my advice is? Mm -hmm. Uh, don't, Don't feed owls. Yeah. Next to a road. Oh, yeah. Uh, my next piece of advice is don't engage in conversations about feeding owls on the internet. <laughs> you are going to feel so much better. And don't yeah. read the comments. But, I mean, if you're coming down with a cold like I am and you, you have a lot of time on your hands to be on the internet sure. and you want to check it out, there's a hashtag. Mm-hmm. It's Owl Masturbators. And that's where you can find really? all these stories, yeah. I could have gone my whole life without knowing about that. But okay. But please know, Masturbator is B-A-I-T-E-R. Sure, it's of course not, it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, if you want to catch up on some owl drama. and right. Yeah, just don't, don't feed owls. Just, just. Don't. But I, I, do, I do struggle with it because it's like, where do we draw the line about what is okay? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we want to put a carcass out to attract in some bald eagles. 
and some vultures for some photos. Is that okay? I I have been to a ranch where I don't know if the ranch is still in existence anymore, but they had photography blinds, and you were encouraged to bring in uh, chicken from the grocery store, raw chicken, mm-hmm. or they would have some chicken, or they would have some roadkill, and they would put out about twenty pounds worth of meat, and about fifty caracaras come flying in to eat the meat, and then um. you get pictures of caracaras to your heart's content, and Harris Hawk comes in to check it out. So do turkey vultures and a couple other species, and like. So that's okay? I guess that stuff's already dead, so I guess that's okay, but I'm still kind of baiting them in. We're still habituating them to humans. There were caracaras that were missing legs because a local rancher put out leg hold traps Mm. for coyotes, and the caracaras would get stuck in them. And so these caracaras were surviving off of the uh, food that was put out, which they may not have otherwise been able to survive. So it's like, this is, I'm struggling with why it's not okay to do it with an owl. But if sure. I want to feed live mealworms to a bluebird that flies into my kitchen, which well, is a video, you can like see. When yeah. you, like, we, you do dolphin trips, and they would go out with, like, we've done that uh, in Virginia. We oh, went out, God. and they'd, like... Here, Flipper, here, Flipper, come yeah, show yourself. I knew yourself. that, I was going to say that. But, like, you're throwing out, they're, they're chumming the water to get dolphins well, that's to show Yeah, well, and, yeah. I mean, we do that with birding trips. We chum the water yeah. to get seabirds to come we in. put out bird feed to get the, you know. So it's it's a problem because it's a live animal that you're putting out to, cat, to catch photos of another live animal. And then so. the argument is, well, you're doing it next to roads. You're habituating yeah. these owls next to roads. It's like, do you know how many bird feeders are right next to roads at Zexan Bog? Mm. Granted, it's not a highway, but still, yeah. you know, the... I've seen a lot of grills with dead birds in them. Oh, my God. Did I tell you about the time, like... Please don't tell me about the time. I don't want to know this story. <laughs> Maybe the listeners do. Well, that's great. Talk to the listeners. Okay, plug about your ears. It. I'm not gonna plug my ears. Go okay, so the there was a time that somebody and, and it was like I didn't have their number in my contacts on my phone, so it was just a number that showed up, sure. and it was a picture of a grill with two goldfinches wedged into it. Right. Uh, the grill of a truck, dead, and they're like, "What is this?" Question mark. And I'm looking at this like, "Why the hell would somebody send me this?" I'm like, who the hell are you, and why the fuck? send me this and there's like oh it's me abby your co-worker and I, I saw this in the parking lot at crosby park i was just wondering what happened and i was like oh sorry abby i mean to yell at you but um here's what's going on right. so al drama's going on al drama is going on my advice is to don't engage in with it online you will just find yourself getting in arguments where mm-hmm. oh it's just your your tradition you'll find people like me saying yeah, but no studies. And then you'll find biologists saying, shut up because science. And then you'll just find people say, won't you? Don't you'll find your Mod Flanders on there. And then you'll find your photographers saying. It's not Mod Flanders, it's Helen Lovejoy. Helen Lovejoy. Won't somebody please think of the children? Right. And then you'll have other people be like, screw you guys. I'm going over here and I'm going to make my own Facebook group with Fidel's all the time. Okay. That was Cartman. That was That's a bad Cartman. That's great. Are you, is, this, is, this your, <laughs> is this your demo track for voice auditions? <laughs> no, this is me on a hot toddy. All right. In uh, cold medicine. So, no, it's just there's owl drama out there. You can follow it. All right. What other stories you got for me? Um, there's Speaking of Caracaras, mm-hmm. there is a really delightful blog post that it's you can read. a really great movie called The Caracara, which you should watch. You I, I think we've talked about this about before. Falcon. Why don't you tell everybody about it? But... I'm not going to. What's, what's the actual story? You can't throw out that there's a really great movie called Caracara. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I don't know anything about we it. We watched it. I just... We I've never watched seen, it. I have never seen this movie. <gasps> yes. You watched it with me. No, it was I, in our old apartment with the red walls. Nope. Yep. I, yep. I have you never have seen this movie. You locked it out of your memory. I have never seen this movie. You sat next you to me. You have described it to me. No, I have never seen this movie. Yes. 
No, I know every movie that I have never seen. You know every movie you've never seen. I know. Uh Well, I also know every movie I've never seen. I have never seen this movie. You have described it to me. We watched it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is the thing that happens to married people where I have to, like, make the decision of, (laughs) do I just play along with this? Because you were next to me on the couch. I have never seen this movie. You have described it to me. Okay, Bill. You've never seen this movie. That's you reference all the time. Every time I, I say Kara Kara. Because I know it bothers you. I have never in my life seen this movie. It's you true. have described it to me. You were there. <laughs> you dreamed that. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual story. I like, I like how we just immediately slipped into Moonstruck yeah. right there. Anyway, yeah. you were there. Um, so Karen Kara the movie is about Natasha Henstridge being... No, I don't want to talk about No, you, you, we bitched about it enough that the, the, the listening public has oh, a right God. to know. Karen Kara is this really terrible movie with Natasha Henstridge, I think. Some blonde actress. I'm pretty sure that's the one it was. Um, and Amazing. she's supposed to be a falconer who goes hunting with this really rare bird called a Karen Kara, which is a Harris hawk that she keeps in a cage with a whole bunch of uh, parrot toys. And then at the beginning of the movie, she like lets it out to go hunt from the top of her penthouse in New York. Sure. And she lets it go at night. And it's like, if you're a falconer, there are several things that are wrong with this. You wouldn't let your Harris hawk out at night, number one. Number two, you would know that your Harris hawk isn't a caracara. Number three, you wouldn't go falconry hunting with a caracara because it's mostly a scavenger. Anywho, it's supposed to be a murder mystery, and she's all ready, mysterious because she's a falconer with a caracara. All right, that's a Harris. So, what's the actual story we're talking about? Um, here? There is a caracara. Maybe it's Natasha Henstridge's. I don't know. Okay. But it has shown up in Michigan. Okay. And so somebody wrote a blog post about it because uh, it showed up in her parents' backyard. And it's just one of those things, like, oh, hey, there's a deer carcass out back, and there's some eagles on it. Wow, that's a really weird eagle. Holy crap, that's a caracara. I mean, you see them in Texas, you see them in Florida. Yeah, it's you not do not see them in no. Michigan. So. so do we think it's an escaped bird? It doesn't have bands in the photos that I can see. Uh, there are some people who are going to say it's an escapee, but there also was a caracara seen in Michigan, I believe, over the winter or over the summer. Okay. Maybe this is the same bird. Anyway, the blog post is delightful. It just captures all those moments of when that 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 sure. that instant when you realize you're seeing something really cool. Like that time you saw a blue tit in Wisconsin. <laughs> yes. That turned out to be well, it turned out to be like a released. Yes. Like, but yeah so yeah 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 hey that's not supposed to be there yeah it's just one of those things you're looking out and it's like oh that's a blue tit wait a minute i'm in wisconsin what's happening all right next story um uh someone at viera wetlands got a video of a great blue heron eating a baby alligator (laughs) okay well all right it's it's and it's not i mean it's not a tiny newly hatched alligator Mm -hmm. it is a good size young alligator but it just goes to show herons don't care and they will eat anything predators i mean like you know you have this image of these birds as being you know elegant because they move slowly and they have this sort of loping gait but no they're they're animals they're predators and you know they will cut you they have a giant spear on their head i I often think about like well obviously me being a human is like i don't think about like hitting things with my head all that much but just like this idea that you have a spear on the end of and like the logistics of figuring out where to point that to like and I feel kill like with a lot of birds of prey that they're always water, just like looking like yeah. if I had to kill that, what would I do to kill it? Yeah, through water nonetheless. So they they have to understand refraction at some you know on some level. Yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, you know, bald eagles are looking at you as like, what could I do with you and my toes? Where could I inflict the most damage? Oh, sure. And then how would I swallow you? Well, eagles would just be like, well, I guess I would rip you up. Your head would be really hard. Yeah. But herons are like, I don't know. I don't even think that, like, that's gotta be, I, could a bird of prey get through a human skull? No. I mean, yeah. I, no. I think our, our skull would be too difficult. No, that's, that. a, that's, that's the whole thing behind the rumor about, you know, the bald eagle that flew off with a four-month-old. Sure. They, they, no. No. Yeah. It's, well, it's the weight issue. And number two, our skulls are just... Yeah, they, they're not gonna... No. So, that's why... Uh, ravens call in other predators. Yeah, that's to right. Terrible. That's but, right. Dingoes, on the other know, hand, yeah, for sure. Bear, you know, obviously can get through a human skull. Yeah, you know. coyote probably good. Yeah. Wolf well, definitely. Dog, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the right kind of dog. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. The right kind of. Dog. I'm looking for the right kind of dog. I don't know if I'll ever find him. Oh. One that can bite through my skull. Oh, well, I was thinking, like, you know, like a little yippy dog. Yeah. You know, like, my friend Joey's little tiny dog, Oscar. Sure. He's not going to be biting through anybody's head. No, no he's going to eat He's gonna eat your meat. He's not going to be worried about the brain. No, no. But, but, but I mean, if they want to kill you so they can't eat the meat, they really sure. need to get through your skull. That's the fastest way to kill us. Yeah. It's really got morbid. Damn. Yeah. Next story. Oh, man. Maybe I should not do podcasts on... Mescaline? Cold medicine. No. Uh, lawsuit to protect piping plovers at Jones Beach will proceed. Okay. Hey, the American Bird Conservancy is doing some good. I know I have bitched about their ad campaigns more than once on this podcast, but what they do with your money is some amazing stuff. Uh, so they're filing a lawsuit against the New York State Department of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation because there are feral cat colonies that are maintained at Jones Uh. Beach where there are... Uh, colonies of piping plovers, and yep. those are threatened birds. I thought they bought that land. What? Didn't they buy that land? I thought that was the whole thing, is that they bought the land so that it could be preserved. I think you're thinking of the whole horseshoe crab thing. Maybe that's And uh, red knots. Fair enough. Oh, red knots, that, that is what I'm thinking it, I, I'm proud of you that you are getting two types of shorebirds confused, mm. even though, like, one's a no, knot and the other's a plover. I just remember there was a plover, story about but... they bought the land. Yeah, so no, that, no, 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 no. Okay. That was years ago, and that was red knot and horseshoe okay. crab habitat. Right. But no, so we, these are breeding piping plovers. They happen on public beaches. People are maintaining feral cat colonies and being yep. like... Hey, wildlife. And it's like, well, you know, foxes and crows are around there and we kill those to maintain the colonies. So why aren't we doing the same for this? And so it's it's just one of those things that's going to get ugly before it gets worse. But bottom line is don't keep feral cat colonies next to threatened and endangered species. Uh, cats. 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 Cats are awesome indoors. Really mm. adorable. Right. Really fun indoors. I don't have anything. We've discussed this a million times. I about know. The problem, is, the problem is that cats are pets and people like cats and they want them to be well, around. Well, and then and there's that disease them, you get from that's... their litter boxes that make you unreasonable about cats. That's a great, great point. Real real, real bridge building there, Sharon. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for that. Well, for wait, the, you think we don't have this with rabbits. For the, for the woman who just talked about, she was listening to dramatic music and said, hey, that's a lot of poop, and then suddenly, like, veered her bike over. Yes, that's, yeah. yeah. So I have the same thing with owls. Sure. I'm the crazy owl lady. Yeah. I'm no lady. But no, I just feel like <laughs> I bitch about the way the ABC tries to get money from mm-hmm. me with their Another bad creation, the classic 90s uh, soul band. What? Made up of kids. What? Let's move on. Next story. Anyway, they're doing some cool things. things. Good. Good work, ABC. All right. Let's see. We talked about that. We talked about the Caracara. We talked about the Heron. Did we go through all the news already? No, we're going to go through some apps that are out. Okay. Um, so... 
for people that want to identify things and uh, you think you have birder friends that will help you ID things, there's something you can use now. It's this really great thing called the Merlin app, and sure. it's put out by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and it's free. And originally the app would ask you a series of questions to help you identify the birds. Mm-hmm. Now you can put in photos, and you can put in really horrific pixelated photos. You can use photos you've taken with your iPhone without digiscoping. Mm-hmm. Like I've taken pictures of um, white-throated sparrows mm-hmm. uh, and house finches, and it's identified them even though they weren't digiscoped, and mm-hmm. I zoomed them all in. So Interesting. Now, I don't know how much you know about this app. Does it use, like, the location data mm-hmm. in the... Oh, that's fascinating. That's actually a really big part of what ID there's is. Actually, that's actually a joke in uh, the webcomic XKCD, which does a lot of science stuff. And it's like, it, the two, it's a two-panel joke where a person is asking a programmer, is like, okay, I need a program that will figure out if you took a photo in a national park. And the person and the programmer says, oh, that's fine. That'll, you know, that's GPS tagging. I can have that for you tomorrow. Like, okay, I need a f- program that'll tell you if you've taken a photo of a bird in a national park. And it's like, okay, I need a four-year program, a staff of 12, and a grant to, like, establish that. So I'm, uh, that's amazing if they've actually, you know, started to make the first step. Well, and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. Cornell's had this thing where you could, for a couple years, where you could go help the Merlin app mm-hmm. learn, where you go through and you put boxes around where a bird photo is. Sure. And then confirm what the ID is. And so... That's been doing it, and and so when I was in Europe with the eBird people, I was telling about uh, I my New Year's resolution is just to submit photos, and I said I'm even submitting my terrible photos, and I'm like that's even better because that helps the Merlin app figure oh, out the bad photos. So that's in there, and that's cool. Cool. There's another app that has just come down the pike for mm. all you people that come at me and I'm just like, why is there no Shazam app for birdsong? And Shazam, if you don't know what that is. It's an app you can put on your phone. So if you hear a song, you're like, oh, I really like that song. I wonder who's singing it and what the Mm -hmm. name of it is. It will identify it for you. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like that, but not. Okay. This is put out by um, Wildlife Acoustics, and it's called Song Sleuth. You may remember Song Sleuth from years ago. Yeah, didn't didn't it come on a pair of binoculars initially? It came out uh, with something that was about the size, shape, and weight of a pair of binoculars. And it was a recording device you could wear around your neck. Yes. And uh, yeah, record that. bird calls, and yeah, it had a lot of buttons, and I had, and, and eventually they figured out, wow, the public market is not going to like this at all. No, but you know, biologists could use this, and mm-hmm. so they've adapted that technology. Um, I've installed wildlife acoustic stuff for um, bat surveys for wind farms, oh. because you can't see the bats at night, but you can record their sounds, and their mm-hmm. sounds make a little spectrogram, and you can identify mm-hmm. them from their spectrogram. This is an app, and I think you can buy it. It's $9.99, I want to say. This is not an app where you can just open it up and blunder your way through it and figure it out. You are going to have to either read the instructions that come with the app, which who of us likes to do that, (laughs) or you're going to have to look at the YouTube tutorial that will teach you most of the basics. But essentially what it does is it has a recorder, and the recorder is constantly running when you have the app open. So that way if you suddenly hear a song and you press record, it will save three seconds before you start recording. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah, which is handy. And so then you can you can record with the iPhone the bird call, and then if there are several birds singing at once, you can use the easy to use clip feature to clip down the section of song Sweet. that you want. And it's easy to figure out because mm-hmm. it's a spectrogram, so you can kind of see when things sure. are. And then you can ask it to identify it, and it'll bring up three possibilities based on where your location is. 
cool. It is cool, but I've had very mixed results with getting positive ID. Mm. Um, and some of that is that if you want to test it on, like, hey, we have tough chip mice in the Twin Cities now, that's considered rare for my mm-hmm. area for the app. So you have to, like, go in and tell it, no, I want you to count tough to tip mice in this because otherwise it'll default and say, no, it's not. Because it, it's trying to teach you sure. that it's the common species before it's it teaches you the ab- rare species. I, I can't stress this enough is that we are living in an age of miracles is that these phones that we have that are half the size of an audio cassette yeah. can do, can, first of all, can take HD video yeah. and can do all this stuff. And, and we some have of them can take 4K video. 4K video, you can do all of this stuff, and we have high-speed internet wirelessly all almost everywhere and stuff. And people are so blasé about, oh, these, oh, why hasn't anyone done anything great? It's like, you have no idea, like... The thing that people are so blase about miracles these days. The thing that fascinates me about this is the the phone's ability, and I have mm-hmm. an iPhone seven now. The phone's ability to pick up sounds from far away. So oh, even sure. if this app isn't isn't identifying the bird right away, yeah. you can still get a pretty decent recording to save and try and compare. Did I t- did I tell you I have a I have an app on my phone that like measures my 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 sleep health, like how well I'm sleeping at night. Mm-hmm. When I first got this app like years ago, you had to plug it in and put it like on the bed next to you, like on your pillow so it could like so like the motion sensor could move measure like how the bed was moving. Now with the app you set it next to the bed with the microphone on and like it can detect like the movement, like your movements and like your snoring and all that stuff. I wonder that. if it picks up my movements and sounds though. I don't know. I don't, I don't think, I assume it's, I, I don't know. Because I wonder if that would like but mess no, that it was up. Just, that was just, it's like you have yeah. to, if you want to do it the old fashioned way, yeah. you have, that's a set, you have to force it to do that. It's like, no, just set, put it next to your bed and it'll like detect like. You're rustling and things like that. So the other thing that this app will also identify besides bird sounds, the other things that they've programmed it for, mm-hmm. human sounds, okay. squirrels, sure, and frogs. Not all frog species, but quite a few. Like I the ones really you're most likely to mistake for birds. One of the things I really hate is that um, TV frogs? and... No. I hate frogs. Uh, TV and movies like still don't really understand how computers work because that would be like, that'd be such an awesome like murder mystery clue. There's my phone telling me I shouldn't have talked about that. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. Ow. Ow. Don't make me laugh. All right. Do we have anything else to no, talk no, about? No, no. What were you going with? No, that? just like this. It can record all of these sounds. I mean, that's such a that's such an old, like an old school movie clue. It's like, oh, the killer called us from this location, but we didn't have time to track it. Hold on a second. I hear a bell ringing. Oh, that's the bell that, that only rings on the pier. So we know that he was there at this time of so day. So here's one thing that this app will allow you to do track fairly easy, easily. Well, track murderers, yeah. Mm. A murderous nut hatches. Mm-hmm. But no. So after you trim something down, if there's ambient ambient noise surrounding it, like a little mm-hmm. bit of wind or oh, sure. a little bit of car traffic, and the app still isn't getting it, you can zoom in on the spectrum oh, yeah. of the specific sound and make it bigger to try and, like, make it louder. So it's not mm. even, like, you know, cut and paste oh, yeah, and that's... click and do this, that, and the other. But, and, and when, so I've noticed, like, when it's been really, really off on ID, if I trim it down and make it bigger, it gets closer to the ID. It's yeah. not, it's still not 100%. No, that's something I used to do with video editing. There's, there was a, there's an old video editing trick where like one of the things you can do with the soundtrack is like if you're recording out, you know, outside, you're getting room noise basically. And one of the things you can do is like if there's a point where nobody is talking, you can capture a piece of that ambient noise. Oh yeah. And the computer will recognize it and then lower the ambient noise in like the vocal Oh yeah, you can do that in iMovie yeah, and stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, um, so anyway, 
this is not a perfect app, but I think this is a great app to help you learn your bird calls because you're going to start seeing them on the spectrogram as you're start recording them. Start seeing bird calls. No, but you'll see patterns that cardinals have. Mm-hmm. And so you'll be able to like, even if, if you're recording something, you're not sure what it is, just seeing that that and how that sure. registers on a spectrograph, that, that I think that visual clue kind of helps you see the sound when you hear it. Cool. So it's, I would recommend checking it out. I know it's not a cheap app. It's like $9.99, but... Yeah. If you're going to get it, you will have to watch the YouTube video. You do need to read the instructions. Yeah. Um, it's got real potential. I think it's going to grow. And I think we'll probably see more apps like this. But it's just, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating tool. And, oh, and I should also mention, it has a lot of David Sibley information in it. David Sibley illustrations for everything that's in there. Okay. Anyway, it's a cool app. It's fun to play with. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else to talk about? Nothing pleasant. All right. This is Bird Chick Podcast number 219. If you have any questions for Sharon, you can talk to her on Twitter where she is at Bird Chick. You can email her, Sharon, at birdchick.com. And you can find her on the Faces book. Uh, And we will be back in more than a week. Have a good time. Bye.